to Multiversal Q, your guide to the comic book multiverse. Now in podcast form. I'm Luke. I'm Devin. And this week we're getting all Victorian with Earth-19, starring Gotham by Gaslight and... Master of the Future! You you got that one quickly. I, I, wouldn't, I, I wouldn't have remembered it because uh, neither of these stories are really all that memorable. I like Gotham by Gaslight. It, it was okay, but like we'll get into that when we get in, into uh, the discussion. Yeah, this week we are covering the two initial stories from Earth-19. The okay. title was not originally published as an Elseworlds comic, but its success led to the creation of the imprint, and the title was retroactively declared the first story. The first book to feature the logo was the other really shitty Batman story that we read, Batman Holy Terror. Oh, even better. You know, B for Batman Detta. Yes. Which? In such classic episodes as B for Batman Detta. Uh, I remember when Bo Quiano got really upset with me using that title because it was horrible. That book was horrible, so that's it. Yep. Our first story, Gotham by Gaslight, was written by Brian Augustin. With pencils by Mike Bignola, uh, inks by P. Craig Russell, colors by David Hornung, uh, letters by John Workman, and it was edited by Mark Wade. Oh, that's so, cool. Yeah, I mean, that's a pretty all-star cast. Yeah. And so the uh, premise that we get is it's Batman in the Victorian age. His parents were killed by a highwayman. And he's just gotten done training to become Batman in 1889, Vienna, where he's meeting with Dr. Uh, Freud. And, like, Mignola... You can call him Siggy. Yeah. Well, Mignola's art is just interesting here because it's, like, not his inks as well, and that's one of those big components. Yeah, I know I agree. It's like it's not quite there. Yeah, but I mean, the classic Mignola thing. Yeah, but I mean, P. Craig Russell does some very good inks. It's just when you have Mignola, uh, you expect certain things. And so uh, Bruce Wayne is traveling back home to Gotham when he runs into his uncle. And uh, which this is the big question: Is it actually his uncle? I don't think it's actually his uncle. I think it's just like. A family friend who they politely refer to as uncle. Okay. Yeah, Batman's been training for 15 years. He runs into his uncle who's been pretty much lawyering up the uh, fortune, watching all the money. And, like, the premise is that Batman fights Jack the Ripper. And as soon as I saw him, it was like, oh, yeah, this guy's Jack the Ripper. Because, I mean, he's wearing the big hat, he's got the sideburns, and he's yep. a t- tall dude. Like, they briefly try and confuse you with, like, a royal doctor and, like, a duke referencing the, like, suspects of Jack the Ripper. But no, it, it, it's, like, obviously casting this guy as Jack the Ripper, and there's not even mystery at all towards it. Nope. He's even got kind of like the, the Dr. Jekyll, Mr. Hyde, like, pop collar going too. As was popular in the times. That's true. 
uh, yeah, they end up getting in. Uh, Batman goes home with Alfred, and he assumes his bat costume. Yeah, and, well, if he just conveniently has there. Well, you know, he's probably sending a lot of messages and telegrams and stuff. Yeah. And I do sort of love how uh, Commissioner or Inspector Gordon in this universe looks like Teddy Roosevelt. Yes, that's exactly what I thought. Which is a choice I I like. He's loud and boisterous and really fun. He's got the mustache, got the glasses. And they talk and about... The scenes, he keeps talking to someone named Teddy, and at first I thought they were talking to him. But yeah, we also get a brief introduction to the Joker of this universe, who tried to uh, kill himself, or accidentally... Yeah, he tried to kill himself, and instead he got the Joker face... And, yeah, that's, like, the only that's reference to the Batman continuity we get. Yeah. Which, and, I mean, as cliche as it is, if you're going to throw in a Batman character, that's pretty much the one to go with. Yeah. And uh, we then get uh, loosely introduced to the uh, murderer, the Jack the Ripper, who... Uh, he's Classic like commenting on, yeah, he's commenting on all the women who are laughing at him and how he wants to shut them up. So it's like, okay, yep, that that's the thing. Sure, whatever. Yeah, that's pretty much how it went. Meanwhile, Batman has started bringing crime and terror into the hearts of criminals, and like here in these action scenes, you get a bit more of the uh, Manola art that you want, and they hyphenate Batman's yeah. name. Yeah, I did like that. Mm-hmm. I like I like that first uh, like close up you get of Batman's face, which is like the blacked out eyes. Yeah, and then like two pages later, you get that colored in as you're getting all of the Gotham Guardian headlines. Personally, I like the blacked out eyes better. To me, it kind of gave more. It, it resembles um, Spider-Man Noir's costume, which I always thought was a cool, spooky costume. Yeah, scaring the children. And so the uh, next thing we get is a scene with Batman or with uh, Bruce Wayne at a party where everyone's talking about the Batman and also these murderers. And it's like all these people are like, oh, Batman must be the murderer. And Gordon's like, no, I'm not convinced there's any connection. Bully. Meanwhile, uh, Bruce runs out to go and Batman things up. And uh, everyone's like, is Jack the Ripper in Gotham now? I don't know. And then what happens next? Jack the Ripper starts sending postcards to the Gotham Police Department. Because apparently that's what serial killers do. Well, no, that's what Jack the Ripper actually did. Yeah. Have you not read From Hell? You read parts of it. It was really long, and I don't remember most of what I read. I mean, it's a very well-made book, but I mean, it's dank as hell. The next morning, Bruce Wayne wakes up, and the police are at his door, and they're pretty sure that he is the murderer, and that's how come he has the uh, knives. And it's like, oh, you were in London. Well, no, they don't make the connection there. He gets sentenced to court, and they're like, oh, you were in London. That was when Jack the Ripper was there. And even though he is being defended, it's really not helping his case at all. Because, Pretty much. I mean, I he he can't really account for the time that he spends as the Batman. And so he gets sentenced to hang. There's a question, though. What was he actually doing in England? 
He was studying. He was doing his 15 years of training. Yeah, but what was he doing at night? Why was he Batmaning though? Because that was the thing, is they made a comment that he can't ever account for any of his nights in, in when he was in England. I'm just like, why? I didn't think you were Batmaning at that point in time. Well, I think it's more of there's no like witnesses there, or he wouldn't necessarily have proof of anything that he was doing. If he was studying, he would have his professors. Yeah, but Teachers. we don't know what all he was doing, and I think it's more of he could have easily made up lies while over there. Yeah. It's a flimsy court case no matter what. Yeah, it but, is a very flimsy court case. But they're just ready to throw him in, except for Gordon, who's pretty sure that uh, Bruce shouldn't be in Arkham Asylum, which doesn't make sense because there's, like, no sign that he is insane. Like, he should have gone to an actual prison instead of an insane asylum. Yeah. But Gordon ends up bringing him all the evidence that they have. And meanwhile, the actual killer is trying to wait out Bruce getting in trouble. Or, well, getting executed before he can start killing again. Bruce eventually realizes that the knife uh, was from the same Civil War detachment that his father and his uncle Jake was in. And that's when he figures it all out, so he ends up switching costumes, or he ends up switching clothes with Alfred. Which is like, sure. Let's go with that. Yep. No one's going to notice that Alfred magically de-aged like 50 years. Yeah, well, everyone was on the heroin in the opium. It's true. That is very true at that time. Mm-hmm. And so Batman ends up confronting Jack the Ripper, who starts freaking out because he's got a Batman after him. And it's like, oh, I guess it was Jacob Parker, Batman's... Uncle, in quotation marks. And... Uncharacteristically like Batman, Batman takes his mask off and is like, Bam, I'm Bruce Wayne! Yeah, which is really not a good idea because of what happened, but Parker's main excuse is Thomas Wayne took pity on him, gave him, like, everything he could ever want, but the one thing that he truly wanted was Martha, who didn't love him, and she laughed when he... Uh, said that he loved her, and so that laughter has been haunting him because he's not mentally stable. Yep. And so he ended up hiring the highwayman, and that's when Batman is like, Bam, bam! I'm Bruce Wayne! And the police end up confronting him. He confesses that he made all the murders, and then... Uh, he attempts to stab Batman. Well, yeah, and Gordon was about to try and bring both of them in, but Batman just runs off, and everyone's like, okay, well, that's all done now. Yep. Well, and since Jack Ripper attempts to stab Batman, Gordon blows his head off. I wouldn't say he blows his head off. Fine. He puts a big bullet through through his skull, and he dies. Yeah. And it's like, okay... If they, I mean, it's a short 50-page story, but they didn't need to, I guess, telegraph who the murderer was as much, but it's not really a mystery. It's more of a adventure story, I guess. Yeah. And to me, it's more of a, how is Batman going to get out of the sticky situation? By switching clothes with Alfred. Yep. 
I wonder how many more situations he could get out of with uh, just that Probably plan. Probably all of them. Probably. And then the second story that takes place in this universe is Batman, Master of the Future by Brian Augustin with Eduardo Barreto as the artist, Steve Olive as the colorist, and Willie Schubert as the letterer. One thing I actually thought that was really kind of cool about this story was the numbering system of the pages. Mm -hmm. If you look at the bottom, it ends on page 48 is where Gotham by Gaslight ends, and it starts on page 49. Weird. What what version did you read? Was it like a collection of both? Uh, no, it's on Comixology. Oh, okay. Yeah, the Comixology I, version it just continues the numbering system. Oh, that's neat. The uh, version I'm looking at now, which is a uh, like actual issue of it, uh, had a whole new numbering system. But that was that would be a cool thing. Yeah. Like, that whole comicsology, there's, like, three different versions, and if you want, like, the, like, version that has both of the comics in it, it's, like, 12 bucks, but you can buy, like, each issue singularly for six, or for three dollars, so it's like, yeah, I, I, I went the cheap way. Well, then there was the Batman Day Sale. The what? The Batman Day Sale. Yeah. So we start with Master of the Future, Bruce is watching a... A boxing match, and his uh, friend Teddy starts harassing the boxers, and so one of them challenges him for money, and Bruce is like, oh no, you don't want to challenge him. I'll take the boxer out. And he puts all of his money down to uh, bet that he's going to win, and he just knocks the boxer out with one punch, which is pretty amazing. Like, this is a lot more of a cocky Batman. Yeah. Well, also love how he keeps referring to himself as an old man in this one. Mm -hmm. And it's like, but they very clearly stated that all of Gotham by Gaslight took place only about a year ago. Like, just over a year. Well, he is in his, I, I'm assuming, his, like, mid-30s. What? See, I wouldn't say he was that old. Well, no, because he spent 15 years training across the Earth, or training across the world. So yeah. I'm assuming he'd start when he was like 15 or so when he would be done with school and would go off to college. Batman doesn't go to school. Uh, but even so, that would still be like 31. That wouldn't be that like old or anything. Maybe, but it was the Victorian age. Yeah, but I mean, like the way he refers to himself is a lot like the way that he referred to himself in Frank Miller's Dark Knight Returns. Which, I mean, in that one he actually was an old man. Or this one... He's not. To me, he's like stereotypical superhero age in this story. Okay, and the other thing that is different than normal Batman is that he is engaged to Julie Madison, who runs a uh, orphan relief fund, and she does other nice things, and so that's where Bruce decides to put up most of his money. Batman gets to have a happy life in this universe. Mm-hmm. And he uh, had actually saved her back when he was... Uh, Batmaning it up, and he thinks that she may be in love with the Batman. No, silly, I only have eyes for you. Yeah, it, it's weird because there's not really a lot of controversy at all here. Once again, I mean, it's a shorter story. Yeah, so kind of got to squeeze it all in. Mm-hmm. 
And Gordon has aged a lot in that year because now, like, was, yeah, that was the thing I was noticing too. <laughs> yeah, he's like gained a paunch. His hair has gone gray, and he's freaking out because they're having the American Discovery Exposition here. And crime has increased, and Batman has not been seen. Oh, and Gordon's also become commissioner now, mm-hmm. and the commissioner, Tolliver, has now become the mayor, because they both got the credit for catching Jack the Ripper. Good times, good times. Yeah. And Batman's just been sort of questioning what he's been doing so far, but he's not really sure if he needs to keep fighting crime because he stopped the person who killed his parents. It's like, Batman, you're Batman. Just keep on being Batman. This is a comic. Though luckily it's a comic that doesn't need to continue, otherwise you wouldn't get to ask that question at all. But at the same time, he this Batman's like very different than our classic Batman. Mm-hmm. Because really, except for that one like robbery that he stops at the beginning... Pretty much everything else was him stopping Jack the Ripper, who also coincidentally was killed his parents. Yeah. So he did. He kind of had like more of like a vendetta against one particular individual, much more so than classic Batman does. Well, and that's the problem with having a Batman who knows who killed his parents, because that gives him a target. Yeah. Like, if you have Joker, even before he was the Joker who killed Batman's parents, that doesn't work because that gives him an actual grudge, and Batman is fighting. For the idea of justice against the idea of crime. Yeah. So he's trying to stop all crime. And uh, as they're getting ready for the show, uh, there's a brief, really pointless cameo where uh, Buffalo Bill is uh, trying to like get his circus in for the show and no one wants to let him. No, it, correction, just the mayor doesn't. Yeah, the mayor doesn't. The mayor wants it to be about the future. Basically, he wants the Tony Stark uh, Expo from Iron Man 2. Yeah. And And no one wants that. (laughs) And meanwhile, there's Mr. Claypool who wants some of the money that's going towards this festival to go towards the Slum Renewal Program. And it's like, oh, no, we don't have money for poor people. Poor people suck. Oh. And that's when Spanish Superman shows up, even though he's not really Superman. Ale- also French. Ale- also Alexandre Lerolle, who is who declares himself the master of the future, the man of tomorrow, which the man of tomorrow is one of those names for Superman. So it's like uh, we had briefly talked about this before. Like he's got Superman cop, he's got Superman colors. He's like jumping out of windows and appearing in windows, and like he could, he even has the uh, like Superman spit curl in a few panels. Yeah. It, and yeah, it's very noticeable. Oh yes, and he threatens so to. Friends, I think it's Le Roi, like the Le king. Yeah, I didn't take French. I took Latin and Spanish. Yep. Mias oh, Ursa Mortuunt. But he also threatens to uh, strike with the fire of the sun and burn them to the ground. Which is like, okay, Superman gets his powers from the yellow sun. He has laser vision that tracks. But. He is like, hey, don't do this festival. Declare me your master, otherwise I'm going to destroy the city. Yep. And they're like, uh, let's not do that. Get him, boys. And then he's like, well, screw you. Up, up, and away. Mm-hmm. 
Which actually that bothered me. Did they ever actually show how he flew? I think he just like jumped onto a ladder and the Zeppelin pulled him up. But you would think that they would have seen the Zeppelin though. That that's mm-hmm. also what kind of bothered me too. I think they Zeppelin, may have you can't hide Zeppelins. I think they may have just looked down and not seen the Zeppelin. It's like, oh, he he's not a puddle on the ground. Okay, I guess he's dead. We're all good. And, uh, Fair enough. Fair enough. Yeah, so Bruce tries to uh, talk to Julie about her obsession with Batman. And she's like, we need a champion for today. And he's like, oh, maybe I should get back to this if she thinks it's cool. And we find out that LaRolle uh, has a secret person who is sort of financing him and who's hired him to threaten the city. Also, Batman needs to be careful around this time, too, because Bruce Wayne he needs to change his appearance and dress. Because as you can see, his image, inst- or his shadow, makes the Batman mask. <laughs> Very clearly, he needs to be changing something, because people are going to figure it out. Oh, man, look, it's Batman. No, it's Bruce Wayne. Bruce Wayne must be Batman. The end. Or Bruce Wayne just has a really weird shadow nose and horns. More than that, too. Also not an attractive look. (laughs) Yeah, but uh, it gets to the actual event, or it gets to the actual fair. Everyone is ready, and then he shows, or first he sends a killer clown machine gun uh, to try and kill the mayor. And Batman, or and Bruce Wayne is able to save him. But then the mayor tells him, "Look what you did, you fool." Mm-hmm. Yeah, so it's like, Bruce Wayne just saved you. Yeah. And they open up the clown robot, and there is a letter from the master that says, You ignored me. The city burns. You die. Everyone's like, well, maybe we should have done things differently. And Bruce Wayne's like, maybe I should be Batman. And Commissioner Gordon is like, I wish Batman was here. He could do my job for me. Mm-hmm. And, so, and I can go back and eat, eat more pies, because apparently that's all I've been doing for the last year. Pie and opium. And so Bruce gets back on the Batman costume to see if it still fits, and it still does. And then LaRoch uh, appears. And kidnaps the mayor. And kidnaps him to his flying death zeppelin. With his magical robotic... Like, driver. Senor Antonio Diavallo. Yeah, so I guess maybe he is Spanish. That's a Spanish word there. Yeah. I think it's pretty cool that he gave his robot a mustache. Oh, I agree. Mm-hmm. And the cool goggles. Mm-hmm. And the hat. I mean, the and hat. looking pretty slick. Well, and I mean, his very Art Deco uh, Death Zeppelin. He is very slick overall. And so it turns out that he has a solar cannon that uh, is pretty much a bunch of magnifying glasses that are going to burn the city. And he engages it. And Julie's like, Oh no, it's the Death Zeppelin! I wish Batman were here! And Bruce is like, Oh, maybe oh, Batman is here. Oh man. And, uh... The, I thought it dropped napalm on them. That's what I thought was happening the first no, time I read this. 
No, it's a... Yeah, no, you're right. Looking back, yeah. Yeah, it's a giant we'll death we'll magnifying glass. Yeah. yeah. They burn the gazebo down. Yeah. And uh, then he tosses the mayor out of the ship. Screaming, this is Zeppelin. Yes. And uh, Bruce changes into Batman as the city is sort of descending into chaos. As the laser is going, or as the fire is spreading into the slums of the city. And for some reason, Julie is there trying to save kids, even though there's fire and the fire department is there. And Batman saves both her and the kid she was trying to save, and then uh, ends up stealing, like, an early flying machine. Yeah. Uh, brings it up to the top of a uh, sky car. And is able to get onto the ship, fights with Laurel, kills his robot friend, poor Antonio. Yep. Uh, beats him in a sword fighting match. They end up going into the, like, inside beams as the uh, ship without Antonio is starting to get uh, dangerously close to exploding. And Batman's like, okay, yeah, this is stupid. I'm going to jump out, and then you get the, oh, the humanity, as the ship flies into the lake, or river. Yep. And everyone's like, oh, no, we were lucky. The only place I got burned down was the poor people. And Batman's they like... coming, so it's okay. Yeah. Well, and 133 men, women, and children died. Yep. Including the mayor. And Batman's like... 132 innocent men, women, and children died. And the mayor. Yeah. And uh, Batman has figured out that uh, Mr. Claypool was the person who was behind the entire scheme. He had an insurance policy on the poor area of the city. And he wanted it to be fixed, but now that he has all the money on it, he could uh, sell it back to the city. And, uh, or, well, no, he can't sell it back to the city now. Well, that was the whole point. He was going to sell it back to the city, but once the stupid fair happened, it was just like, oh, that was burn the place down for the insurance money. Yep. And then it turns out that Julie knows that he's Batman. Yep. And they still love each other, and so Batman gets makeouts. Makeouts. Oh, yeah. Yep. Basically, this is a happy world for Batman. Uh, pretty much. I mean... Uh, there were a few other brief appearances because it keeps getting incorrectly described as like steampunk Batman, and it is not steampunk Batman. It's Victorian era Batman. It's not the steampunk Batman, because I've always known it as Victorian era Batman. For some reason, I always thought this was the one that people described as steampunk Batman, so I could yeah, be wrong. Yeah. I was going to say, I always knew this one as Victorian era Batman, because that is what it is. Yeah, he uh, ends up showing up in uh, Countdown to 52 uh, when they're hopping across all the multiverses. And I think there was the, like, arena event where they had a whole bunch of alternate universe Batman and, like, Superman's fighting. And, like, none of that really matters. And then Grant Morrison reestablished the universe as Earth-19 in the Multiversity Guidebook, where it is described as Earth-19. Queen Victoria is dead. King Edward rules a 20th century empire of new electric technology in a rapidly changing social landscape. 
In this modernist ferment, this world of new ideas and new futures, the superhumans have arrived. Batman, Accelerated Man, the Wonder Woman, the Shrinking Man, and others face unexpected challenges as history takes a twisted turn. Is there another story where we see those characters? Not yet, though there is going to be Multiversity 2 that Morrison is working on where they may show up, but we do get to see the designs for them, which Batman, Batman is Batman, and uh, Flash or the Accelerated Man looks like a pilot. I'll, I'll post the image into the image gallery on our website. Nice. And now it's time for our definitely not forgotten about segment, Trials of the Multiverse, where we're going to put this Earth on the list of all the other Earths that we've covered. So where do you think Earth-19 goes, Devin? Top half, bottom half. I would like top half. I, I don't think it's going to be like top quarter, because I, I think part of it's not memorable enough. I mean, there's neat stuff in it, but I think it could have been better. Yeah. I would still maybe say top half, top half to top middle of that, four, of that second quarter. Yeah. I'm looking maybe around Doom, Sorcerer Supreme, alternate Fantastic Four powers. Yeah, I'll give it... I would probably put it in between those two, actually. Okay, so our new number 33 is... Earth 19, Gotham by Gaslight. So they do like that we could actually see everything kind of work out for our hero mm -hmm. in one issue. Yeah, well, technically it works out in both issues, except that he loses his uncle. Yeah. Talking like as a universe in total. Yeah. In the stories you're read for, actually, things usually get worse for our hero. Yeah, so chalking this up for a win. Everything's coming up, Bruce Wayne. Yeah, this has been episode 30. Yeah. I, I, it's weird to think that we have made it this long. It's true. Yeah, cruising ahead, though. We are. I mean, we're over half a year done. We've gotten a whole lot of episodes under our sleeves. Yep. And I think we're learning overall. I think so. Uh, if you have any suggestions on how we might improve the podcast, feel free to send those in to us at multiversalq at gmail.com, at multiversalq on Twitter. We also have a Facebook and a Tumblr that are reasonably well used. Somehow I use the Twitter a lot more than the or I use the Tumblr a lot more than the Facebook. And uh, we're hosted on Libsyn. Yep. Uh, if you want to find me on Twitter and find out about the various projects I'm working on, I'm at Coltreg, K-O-L-T-R-E-G, and I am also on The Stuff Podcast, the stuff you love to talk about. And you can find me at FredoFett, F-R-E-D-D-O-F-E-T-T, Soon I will be having another podcast called Wine Tree Hill. Next week on Multiversal Q, we'll be back to our what-ifs as we cover... What if number 37, what if the beast and thing continued to mutate? And what if volume 2, number 24, what if Wolverine was Lord of the Vampires? We'll see you then. Bye.